G'day, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Matt and Tim's Road to Busso. G'day, Matt. G'day, Tim. Well, Matt, it's exciting news. The WA borders are opening up on Thursday, the 3rd of March, a couple of days' time from when we're recording this. It looks like we're yes. on. Yes, we might have a chance of finally doing this Busselton race. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. I don't think we can keep training for too much longer. No, I don't think I've got a third year in me. <laughs> no, that's right. Well, on, on this episode of the podcast, episode nine, uh, we, we're going to catch up on the recent Geelong 70.3 race we did. We're going to have a look at Shepparton Challenge Shep coming up and re, um, preview that race. We're also going to talk um, some life lessons from triathlon, get deep and meaningful for a few minutes. Um, and then we're going to touch on what our next challenges might be, Matt. You know, we recently you undertook the chicken nugget challenge. Yes, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a, um, yeah, a great episode. We've got a lot in it. So um, let's get underway. It's time to reminisce, race, review. All right, Tim, it's time to do the race review. Um, so this is our race that we did in Geelong. It was a half Ironman race about 10 days ago, uh, which fell on the 20th of Feb. Yep. And, um, yeah, we, we've decided um, to do this a little bit differently. We've done a, done a few race reviews in the past and we tend to just analyse our own races. So this, this episode we thought let's analyse each other's race. Uh, yep. We thought it would be a bit of fun uh, to do this. So... Um, so I thought I'd kick things off and, um, yeah, give a quick overview summary of your race and, um, just, just, uh, chat about, uh, some of the things that I saw as a kind of an outsider looking in on, on your race and how you went. So you're going to be my coach, coach for the day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, so let's kick things off. A quick summary. You did the swim in 33 minutes, 10 seconds. Um, yeah. The bike leg, two hours, 33 minutes and 49 seconds. The run in one hour, 27 minutes and 29 seconds. So your overall time was four, four hours, 41 minutes and 54 seconds, which um, I, I think the first thing to say is a big congratulations it was a PB uh, for you. Um, yeah. You were about, uh, I think, about eight minutes forty-one seconds faster than last year. So, about. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty spot on, I think. But, um, but yeah, a big, big congrats. Um, yeah, yeah, thank just you. Just wanted to ask you, uh, yeah, were you pretty happy on the day? Yeah, I was. I was really happy. I didn't, didn't, uh, didn't expect to get a pb um i felt i was a bit underdone going into it i was hoping to go under five hours but um yeah so i was really pleasantly surprised to go that that quick and it was yeah like as you say yeah nearly nine minutes quicker than previously at geelong and seven minutes quicker or so than what i'd done at shepparton which was my sort of best over that distance previously so yeah can't you can't complain with a pb ever i don't think no, no, and yeah, to knock that much off your previous times, pretty impressive, I thought. So um, that was the first thing I wanted to say, but um, I thought I'd just break things down a little bit further for you. And um, yeah, please do. Yeah, one the first thing I noticed actually was um, 
the race winner, Sam Appleton, yep. he actually did the did the race in a time of I think it was three hours forty one, so almost exactly an hour faster. So that's right. Yeah, which is an amazing effort, and and he's obviously one of the best best athletes in the world and across yeah. that distance. So, um, so yeah, he was flying on the day, and so what I, what I thought I'd analyze your race um, by doing direct comparison between you and Sam Appleton, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and I thought. I'll try and give you some tips on where you can gain that extra hour and um, get to that uh, elite level that with the pros. So nice. So you've, um, you've pumped up my tires a little bit, and now you're just going to let the air out. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. So I, I actually got a lot of a lot of uh, enjoyment out of looking in your data and <laughs> and um, breaking down your race and um, yeah, looking for areas where you might be able to improve. So no, this will be good. I've got um, the, I've got the pen ready. I'm ready to take some notes because if I can find an hour, then. You know, <laughs> pro, here I come. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. So, all right. So let's let's start with the swim leg. Now, um, you you averaged one minute forty-six um if per per one hundred meters across yep. the 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 swim leg. So um the first thing I noticed when I was looking at your Garmin data was uh your first 400 meters were actually really quick you went out doing one minute 25 really? per 100 100 meters yeah so you i'm not sure whether it's adrenaline or just uh, just excitement pre-race nerves but but you actually set a cracking pace at the start and then the That's last 400 yeah maybe, the there was last, a, maybe there was a current helping me there <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah, then the last four hundred meters, you're actually probably closer to one minute fifty-five yep. uh, per one hundred meters. So, I I thought I, and you've probably alluded to a little bit, but was wondering whether that was something that you actually felt on the day. Did you did you know that you'd gone out? harder at the start and slowed at the finish or was that a tactic or just wanted to get get your thoughts on it no definitely well it wasn't a tactic I, I definitely felt a bit slower in the latter part of the swim but I wouldn't have thought I'd gone out quite that hard and I actually hadn't even looked at my swim data at all so there you go <laughs> yeah. um so no I like I often feel like just generally when I do the swim I feel like I don't go as hard as I probably could like I don't go all out in the swim I, I feel like I, yep. I just I I do it comfortably because um, I don't want to spend too many tickets there. But um, yeah, it's interesting to know that 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 difference, like that's yeah. a that's a substantial difference in pace um, in those splits. So not the yeah. consistency that I've you know sort of you know strive for in in running or or whatnot. Yeah, I I was wondering. Yeah, that I didn't think you would actually have realized that and it was something that i was really surprised and stood out to me when i looked at um the the race data there but um so a direct comparison with sam appleton oh, so no. <laughs> he did the swim in 21 minutes 37 seconds so nearly 12 minutes quicker which is just unbelievably quick yeah um, i think he was doing about one minute and eight seconds per 100 meters so wow. uh, crazy fast um so the first tip i've got for you tim is uh, <laughs> you, you're gonna have to shave off 12 minutes off your swim and 
I just don't think you're going to be able to do it with three swimming sessions pre-race. Uh, you're just not going to be able to rely on your natural swimming talent here. You're going to have to put in a lot of time in the pool to gain yeah. that 12 seconds. So training, 12 seconds, training, 12 training. Minutes. Uh, 12 minutes, sorry. Yeah, a lot of training. Yeah. Yeah, so, that is true. Is it yeah. worth it though? You know, I'll, I'll well, weigh this up when you when you get to the ride and the run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to take away from the other disciplines, but yeah, and there's probably years of training in there to get that twelve <laughs> minutes. But um, but it's good to know what you've got to do to get to that level. So yep. yeah. So moving on, um, the next bit was your T one transition. Um, now I'll, I'll keep this pretty brief. Um, you took four minutes and 15 seconds and Sam took two minutes, 26 seconds. So, um, the one notable, yeah, the one notable difference between you and Sam, um, I know you ate a banana in that T1 transition. So, it looks like you've spent two minutes eating eating a banana. So my bit of advice is maybe put that banana in your back pocket and eat it on the bike and you'll you'll gain two minutes there, an easy two minutes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the other <laughs> uh, the other thing they would probably do differently, he would ha- probably have his his shoes clipped into his bike and, and probably do yep. a, a running start or whatever. Whereas I at Geelong, I've I've done both. I, I never do a running start. Because I can't yep. quite get over the seat, <laughs> but, yep. but I did. I put the shoes on my bike shoes on in transition, um, and then ran out yes. of them. So whereas I don't think the pros would do that, so that might yeah uh, save twenty thirty seconds as well. Exactly, yeah. And I did think about it during the race. It, it's quite a long run out of it is. the transition to get to the bike mounting line. So. Yeah, and and it's actually on some um, gravelly sort of roads. So um, I was actually glad that I had the shoes on for that yep. run out of the transition, which I normally would have the shoes on the bike. So um, yeah, it's um, yeah a time saver. But yeah, do you want to run on the gravel and bare feet for a fair way before you jump on the bike? Each to their own. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So some opportunity um, there. Yeah. Now. Um, let's jump over to the ride. Um, now I actually thought the, the bike leg, you, you're actually really good. Like you look like you had a pretty consistent pace the whole way through. Um, you, you kept your heart rate low, um, (laughs) at the start of the bike leg going up through the hills and the gardens. So, uh, which I, I think there's always a risk of spiking your heart rate at the start yeah. of the bike leg going up through those that really gardens area deep here. <laughs> i have yeah and um yeah and then you really sort of set her into a pretty good pace and um yeah when i had a look at your splits your first 45 kilometers was an hour 14 50 and the second yeah. 45 kilometers was one hour 18 50 so about four minutes mm-hmm. slower but i actually think a lot of that came down to just the changing conditions in the bike leg there was quite a uh increasing headwind on the way back i, th- I thought um there's probably a little bit of fatigue in there as well and yeah. and um 
yeah, depending on how you're feeling heading into that headwind. But the last eight kilometres was probably the slowest for you. For you, um, yeah, yeah. I, I saw, it'd be good to hear, yeah, how you felt on that bike leg, what you thought yeah. uh, over the ninety k's, and particularly the last eight kilometres. Yeah, there was there was a little bit more wind on the second lap, but not much, like not compared to what we've had at Geelong previous years. Like I think, you know, overall the just the conditions of the day were were about as good as you could hope for, really, in the middle of middle of summer. Um, but the last eight kilometres, the other thing I do in that time is I actually put some sunscreen on, <laughs> so I get ready, yeah, yeah. get ready ready for the um, for the run. So I've got a, like a little tub of sunscreen just on the top of my um, okay. bike frame. Yeah. Um, and so I take the lid off and, you know, start lathering up the sunscreen <laughs> on my arms and my face and neck. And so that slows me down. I get out of aero position for a good good couple of minutes there. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it'd be hard to maintain the pace while yeah. you're putting on sunscreen. Well, and yeah. you've got to be careful too because, you know, the, the triathlon bikes are so unstable. Like you can really yep. easily, you know, cut, come off um, if you're not careful and getting your hands that's right you know greasy with sunscreen isn't isn't yeah. great either so so that's the other thing i sort of do a little bit um there which does slow me down but i figure i'd rather rather not get um smashed by the sun yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely <fair> <laughs> yeah well that that explains it then so um and now the direct comparison um you um I think you averaged about 35 kilometres per hour across the ride yep. and Sam did 44 kilometres per hour on the ride. So he was flying. I don't really have much advice, <laughs> but you're just going to have to ride faster. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much, how much do you think? Like, Because, you know, they're on the, the, the top of the top gear and stuff, you know, like yes. f- full disc wheels and f- f- like yep. full aero helmet and... You yeah. know, probably better aero position and all that sort of stuff. Like exactly, you know, yeah. That would make a difference. Like there's yeah, the, there'd definitely yeah. be free free watts to to gain, um, and Absolutely. so minutes to save without actually expending any more effort. I think. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I, who knows how much that is? But I would would love to know that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's definitely a few kilometers per hour in that, but yeah, the. The Maybe nine kilometres you've got, to, <laughs> you've got to gain. You can buy a new bike and uh, yeah, some more aero gear and uh, it'll close the gap anyway. <laughs> uh, now, um, yeah, the coming into T2, um, you're, you're actually a lot quicker in this uh, transition. You're, you're about three no, no minutes. Banana. Yeah, I presumed it was the no banana factor this time. Um, Sam was about one thirty-eight, so he was in and out uh, like yeah. lightning through that transition, um, and um, and then getting onto the run leg, um, you you came out so hard out of the blocks, Tim. <laughs> you were for the first three and a half kilometres, you averaged uh, your average pace was three minutes fifty-six per kilometre. So. Yeah. Yeah, you were flying. Um, then it looked like for the next ten, you settled into a better four ten pace, um, yep. which is probably more um, your typical pace across that distance. And then the last seven kilometres, it looked like you were starting to fade a little bit, um, yep. getting closer to four minutes thirty per kilometre. So 
Um, yeah, it was really interesting to see those different segments. Um, and again, I'm not certain that that was a pre-planned race tactic that you had, but um, but you still had a cracking time, um, 127.29. So a re- really good overall time. Um, yeah, it'd be great to hear hear what you uh, felt across the run and particularly towards the end of the race. Yeah, I think you've summed it up pretty well. Um, like I always come out those first few kilometres pretty hard in a run. And yeah, in a, in a triathlon, I'm really just trying to find my legs there too. Like I don't, don't you know, your legs feel a bit jelly and stuff, but you, I don't know, you're just glad to be off the bike and doing something different. So yeah. somehow I managed to go fast while I while I kind of find my legs and then yeah, settle yep. into a to um rhythm I, I i really didn't know how i'd hold up on the run particularly going having gone pretty hard on the bike um yep. i was hoping to go you know probably around that 130 mark but i didn't know whether i even had that that in me i thought i might you know push out more to 135 which is about four minute 30 mm. per kilometer but i thought i'm yep. just gonna try and stick go go out at my marathon pace which was low fours you know 404 405 sort of pace um, and just try and hold that as long as I could. Um, mm. And I think you've summed it up pretty well. I was probably just sitting, you know, sitting ahead of that for the first few kilometres and then probably just sitting just behind that for most of the race. And then, yeah, the last few kilometres, I was yeah, starting to struggle a bit and you just, you just feel like you just want to get to that finish line. Um, I yep. did get a little bit of a burst through the couple of kilometres to go because um, I saw Mick, a uh, uh, good mate out there, friend of the podcast, yeah. <laughs> and yep. said, Keep going, Tim. Matt's just in front of you. You'll lap him. <laughs> so that, that that gave me a bit of a burst to to find you, and I think I got you yep. with about a kilometer, kilometer yes. and a half to go, or something like that. So um, yeah, I think it was about the eighteen nineteen kilometer mark. So yeah, it was you were on the home straight by then. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've had a few people say, "Oh, you look like you had lots of energy as you run down the finish line," but you always find a bit of energy for the finish line. <laughs> Yeah, well, I actually saw some footage of you. You might have posted it on one of the social medias yeah. uh, of you crossing the finish line and it looked like you looked up at the time and, and suddenly realised that you'd done a PB and you gave a bit of a fist pump and high-fived the uh, race commentator as you crossed the finish <laughs> line. So it must have been a great feeling, was it? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I knew kind of like I'm, I'm always calculating as I go in, like to see all right, yep. what, what sort of pace do I have to keep going at to, you know, get the time I want or whatever. Um, yep. So I, I knew, that, you know, those last few kilometres I was hurting a bit, I knew I was I was easily going to get a PB. So it was, yeah, it was a, a pretty yeah. satisfying feeling running down that finish shoot and, yeah, gave a high high five to uh, <laughs> to Pete Murray, at the, the who's the MC um, at the finish yep. line. <laughs> Yeah, no, well done. It, it was pretty entertaining uh, little video there at the end. So um, now a quick comparison on the run leg. Um, I, know, I know you're looking forward to hearing this. Um, Sam Appleton, he managed to run a pace of 3.36 per kilometre. So um, I think his overall split for the run leg was about an hour 13, now 12, now 13. So, yeah, incredibly quick. Um, I think you might have 
attempted to go at that pace for the first three kilometers <laughs> by the looks, but um, then, then you probably realize that that's not realistic and uh, <laughs> yeah, settled, settled into your regular pace. <laughs> I don't think I could even go that quick without having swum or ridden before. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's unbelievable what these pros do, isn't it? Yeah, so oh, it's, cr- it's crazy. Yeah, I think I, I that I did that a 10k run oh, a couple of months back or something like that and and did that in 36 something so what's what's that that's probably about 340 average or yes. something so I, that's just 10k's and i yeah. was i was spent at the end of that so <laughs> yeah it puts it in perspective hey it does yeah <laughs> yeah so um so yeah it was pretty interesting to draw that comparison um between yourself and um sam appleton and yeah it's it's there's definitely some areas where you could gain that that time but it's it's incredible yeah you you look at those differences and 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 uh, you you had an amazing race and um uh, incredible pb um but then you have a look at the pros and you, I think the thing that hit home for me is that even when you have an incredible race, um, the difference between the the everyday um, athlete and the pros, it's just an incredible gap there. Yeah, it's, it's a um, gap. yeah it's hard hard to believe they can go that quick, actually. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a few years on me too, though, or on both of us. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they're, they're probably – pretty much professionals uh, that have got the time yeah. to commit to that um, to that training and and commitment that it would take to achieve those sort of times. So, well, that's right. Um, I mean, I think yeah. I had my big training week just before the race was was sort of a week out and we, we caught up for a ride and um, stuff. I think I did about 11 hours of training that week and that was my big yep. week. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the weeks before that, I'd been probably averaging about five or six hours. So I was, I did feel a little bit underdone, but I've just got a decent yep. base there. So whereas yeah. they, the pros, they'd be doing 30 hours a week plus. Is exactly. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, well done, Tim. Uh, no, great race. You. And um, and I thoroughly enjoyed doing your <laughs> race review. Very good. Well, I've, I've jotted a few things down, so hopefully I can get a bit closer to, to Apo. Um, next time <laughs> or in Shepparton maybe <laughs> in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so I, I might, might move on to your race then, uh, Matt. So yes. I've uh, probably perhaps taken a slightly different angle in, in my review um, of, of your effort. Um, so I've, I've had a look back at your previous three Geelong races. So okay. 2019, 2021 and then 2022. And yep. I'll just I'll I'll probably touch on each of those um, in in each each leg, but just to kind of give you the overall um, breakdown. So in 2019, you're 40th in your age group category in a time of five hours 46:40. Okay. In 2021, you went down to 78th in your age group, but your time improved, and you were five hours 38:41. Right, and then this year, in the the veterans category, which we were both in this year, 40, 40 to forty four age group. Yeah, it's a bit even scary. Though, <laughs> even though they we're not quite yet forty, but that's based on age at the end of the year. 
And I yep. that's that was my last race as a 39 year old, I might just say. Um, this year, 60th in your age group and a time of 5.39.45. So pretty consistent times there over that distance, like only eight minutes between all three of those times. Um, yeah, I actually knew there was very little difference between this year's race and last year's, but I hadn't gone back to the previous race yeah. to see. But, yeah, that's that's interesting that you've you've noted that. And so, and, and improving in your places again this year. So getting back to 60th. Hey, is, what's your best time at that at the half Ironman distance? Do you know overall? I, I think my best time was Shepparton. Was Shepparton last year, wasn't it? Yeah, last year. Yeah, I, I just had a, I had a decent run off the bike, yeah. uh, which I sort of put down to, to largely to having a good nutrition plan during the race and um, yeah, just held, held things together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, sort of held things together on the bike, and then and then felt quite good coming off the bike into the run, and did probably my best half marathon. Do, do you remember what your overall run. time was? I, oh, I, maybe yeah, it might have been five hours twenty. Something yeah, I reckon like you were under yeah. five and a half from yeah. Yeah. So which um, is like a good milestone. So oh, mm. that's that's good. Good just. Just a good comparison, obviously quite a different course. So it'd be good, yes. good to check that in Shep in a couple of weeks. So anyway, the swim, swim, um, you looked pretty committed at the start of the swim. So there, there is a, a highlights video that, that Ironman put out of the, the race. And if you look carefully, you might actually see Matt at the starting line of the swim. He's, he's in there. I might, I might, <laughs> might try and take a still of that and put it up on the socials on Instagram, um, but you'd looked pretty committed in that shot. But I did note that you were in a blue cap, which yes. meant you'd, you'd self-seated yourself into the second group of swimming and you were pretty much at the front of the second group. Do, do you know right. what the target times were for the swim to, to be in that second group? Oh, I've got a feeling it might have been 33 to 38, but I, I can't be sure on that. You're being generous. It was 33 to 37 minutes. And do, you know what your, was it? do you know what your swim time was? Yes, I do. <laughs> it was 38 minutes. <laughs> 38 minutes, 26. So perhaps a little bit optimistic there, so <laughs> getting into the blue cap. So I'm, I'm wondering whether, and, and actually being at the front of that group, um, whether you were slowed down a little bit and you swim actually over the three three races has got slower. So in 2019, you were at 37, yep. 07, 2021, 37, 57, and then 38, 26. So you've got slightly slower. Mm. So I think that's an area for improvement for, for you um, also. Um, but did, did the faster blue swimmers going over the top of you, do you think that actually slowed you down? <laughs> I, I distinctly remember, I think, every single one of them swimming over the top of me. So, <laughs> Well, it would make sense if they all seated themselves appropriately. <laughs> yeah, so it, was, it probably wasn't the best tactic on, on my, my behalf. I, I, I actually had the race plan to actually take it pretty easy in the swim. Um, I was aiming for about two minutes per 100 meters which i think i was yep. pretty much exactly on that target i was hoping to actually um catch on to the feet of someone <laughs> <laughs> within that wave but uh, 
I just could not could not find someone to, to I just kept behind. Over you instead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I yeah, I had it. I think there was even a few green caps coming through at the end, which was actually the way behind that. So yeah. uh, which was I that was when I was coming out of the water at the end. So I, I knew that I hadn't had the fastest swim time. Yeah, that's that's an indication. Yeah. What what about um, the other thought thought I thought might have slowed you down a bit was the jellyfish. Did were they getting in your way? <laughs> No, no, but I. It was quite interesting because obviously in a swim you you bump into a lot of people throughout yeah. throughout the um, throughout their leg and and I noticed every now and again I'd bump into something and and it seemed to be coming from underneath and you'd be thinking what what is that <laughs> and as the light got better and better as as yeah. uh, the sun was rising you could start to see these green globes in the water and. And yeah, sure enough, there's jellyfish all through the water. So you're bumping into people, bumping into jellyfish. So <laughs> it was a, it was quite a different uh, race to race experience. I thought to, to what you normally encounter. Yeah. It was. I had one stage I looked up to to sight the boy, and then as I put my head back into the water, one went bang into my head. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, oh, gee. Yeah. And, yeah, there was quite a lot of them. Yeah. No, there was. And look, I know, I remember, I think it was last year you had issues with the choppiness, but you couldn't have had that excuse um, this year. It was, you know, just, just flat as, yeah. um, you know, the beautiful conditions to swim in. So no trouble taking, taking your um, breaths this year. No, no, I, I actually felt really good, but I think I think part of that had to do with just just um, cruising through the swim yeah, legs. So I, I didn't really go in with the intention of of trying to do a PB, but rather um, just had a consistent um, yeah. pace for the whole swim and, and conserve a lot of energy and then attack the bike. So um, so yeah, yeah it, no, I'm right. not surprised with the with the time. Um, it was about what I was expecting. Yeah. Well, if it was about what you were expecting, why did you see yourself in the blue gaps? <laughs> anyway, enough said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then so uh, into transition one, five minutes twenty nine in transition one. <laughs> what yeah. What were you doing in there? <laughs> I hey, was four and a half minutes and I had a banana, but what, did you have a picnic or something? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot lot to do in <laughs> T1. <laughs> Just make sure your hair's um, all right or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a couple of extra things I do. I don't wear a watch in the water. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually have to put put the put watch, watch on. on. Um, the wetsuits I oh, use you're waiting actually to a, find your signal, were you? <laughs> Wait yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you've got to um, set the watch and start it. And the wetsuit I use is actually a surfing wetsuit, so it's it's a off. little bit slower and harder to get off, which is probably yep. something I should should look at a proper swimsuit. And um, yeah, the the rest is probably all pretty pretty standard, um, just socks and shoes and and uh, grabbing bike and helmet that sort of thing so yeah I, it wasn't wasn't a super quick transition but again um yeah i i don't tend to want to rush through the transition and forget things yeah. so i do do take a little bit longer um, than probably what some people might um yeah. but yeah it's you don't want to get out on the bike and find that you've left something behind that um that you need so 
That is yeah. true. That is true. So then you got onto the bike and you had a very consistent first lap. Um, so over the first 45 kilometres, you're averaging over 32 kilometres per hour on each split um, and yep. really consistent across that 45, which um, was impressive. Um, you did drop off a bit in the second lap, just just like I did as well. Um, yep. and I, I, just wondering a couple of things about that. Um, was it like, yeah, was it a bit of a fatigue issue or, you know, were you struggling to stay in the aero position in that second half? Like, yeah, how do you, what do you put that down to? Yeah, there was, there's probably two main things there. Um, one, or probably three even, uh, fatigue was definitely a factor, but that, that probably came about due to a nutrition issue. So oh, I, I, had I didn't actually. Down too. <laughs> yeah. Did you neglect some nutrition? <laughs> I, I did, yeah. I, I miscalculated the <laughs> amount of um, electrolyte uh, energy drink to take on the ride. And so I, I only put in about enough for a bit over two hours. Um, oh, really? Which, yeah, which I really probably had should have had about three hours worth in there. So I was probably an hour short of <laughs> um, of, of carbs on the bike. And um, and I, I noticed it as soon as I got yeah. to about two and a half hours in, yep. just the fatigue in the legs and just, just felt – the legs felt so heavy and, and pace dropped off about eight kilometres per hour and did, and couldn't figure out why, yeah. Did you have anything else with you that you could have had? Or no, and I'd actually... realised at the time? Anyway? No, no, and I'd passed the last aid station too. So um, yep. if probably if it had happened a little bit earlier and... Um, had uh, I might have been able to think my way through it and, and yeah. grab some extra nutrition and try and try and um, replace what was yeah. missing, yeah, and and uh, minimise the damage. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the fatigue, the nutrition, and then I, I think the winds maybe picked up a little bit coming yeah, back in as well. Yeah. Um, so I, they were the main three factors there and, and yep. the con- contrast between the first sort of two hours on the bike and the last sort of 45, 50 minutes was, uh, yeah, massive, massive change in how I was feeling and felt great for the first two and then felt pretty average for the last 10 or 15 kilometers yeah, coming yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that, so that nutrition stuff is an, is an interesting one. You've got to be able to sort of work that through. And it might be something you, maybe you want to just pack a gel as a, as an emergency um, thing to have with you. Better to have too much than, than not enough kind of thing. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something that I'll have to, um, yeah, change for the next race. And yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll expect to, or hopefully we'll see a big difference. Yeah, yeah get the calculator out. Um, That's right. Calculate your amount correctly. We did do maths yeah. there at uni, Matt, so I know you can do We maths. did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's... So the, the other um, thing I heard at the end of the first bike lap as you're coming around, so, you've, yeah, you've just done sort of 32 kilometres an hour averaging for the first 45K, so you're feeling pretty good. And... and the crowd were just getting into it. I, I heard as you came down back to do the turnaround and head out on your second lap, they got a massive roar. I understand. Is that, that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was coming down through the gardens, and there's there's quite a steep hill that you have to ride down 
uh, do a sharp U-turn and it's probably a great spectator location. So yep. the crowd down there at the bottom of the the ride there is is enormous. And I was coming down that hill and the crowd was just roaring and thought this this feels incredible. And, um, <laughs> yeah, couldn't figure out what why, but just thought this is great. And then <laughs> about a, about a hundred meters further on um i realized the the actually the race announcer said oh sam appleton is just coming into a transition <laughs> so he was actually right behind me as i came in on my first lap he, he was finishing the bike yeah, course yeah. and getting an absolute roar from the crowd and <laughs> so it wasn't actually for me but um but it fe- felt <laughs> great it anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah and um really set me up to head out on my next lap. So, yeah, oh, that's, it was that's a good, good feeling. <laughs> no, that is good. So overall on your bike, you came in in two hours, 50, 56. And so yep. that was a, a three minutes faster than 2021, which yep. was also three minutes faster than 2019. So um, so you're improving three minutes year on year there on the bike. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so I think it, my feedback on the bike is just keep doing what you're doing um and obviously there's you know some nutrition that you can sort out there um which might might help improve you even even further so that good good work on the bike yep then you came into t2 three minutes 54 so i'm assuming this was dessert after your first transition picnic (laughs) yeah Yeah, there was um i think i was probably about a minute um slower than you through that transition um i do actually change socks between the bike leg and the run leg um i like to just have a fresh uh set of socks on get a bit too Um, smelly yeah the just with uh sweat and um water i do put a bit of water over my head on the ride and so um just don't want blisters and uh, that going in on the run leg so uh fresh set of socks and um yeah that's that's probably the difference there and then have you tried no no socks on the bike i don't i don't wear socks on the bike oh really there you go yeah in the sprint sprint races i don't wear socks but in the longer ones i do yeah Yeah. so that could be um Contemplate. Um, I, I mean, yeah. I know a lot of the, tr- the pros don't even run with socks, but I wouldn't not run with socks. Be blisters. Yeah, or... it's yeah, it's a long way. It's a long race, I, I think, to go without socks. But yeah, um, yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the run. Um, so, pretty consistent over the last three years on the run. So, twenty nineteen, two hours three, or just under two hours four. Twenty twenty one. A tick under one hour fifty seven, and then this year you were two oh one oh one. So, game pretty consistent, a bit slower than last year, but a reasonably solid solid run. Um, now you, I mean, I think a bit like me, you sort of you your pace dropped off um, a bit through the course of the run, a little bit up and down, and that's just looking at the. Um, the data on the Ironman app, which I know sometimes those distances can be a little bit out and so it might be a little bit um, inaccurate. But, um, yeah, I think you, your run was run was solid. Um, I, I always, whenever I see you on the run, you're always smiling. You never you never look like you're, you're, you're not enjoying it or it's, you know, too hard or anything like that. So I always love that. Yeah, you're, <laughs> just, you're just out there enjoying it, having, having a jog and... Um, 
Yeah. Is that how you feel when you're running? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's spot on, actually. Um, I, I love the Geelong race. I love the crowd and the atmosphere and um, quite a few people I know in the crowd there that, uh, so you get that interaction with the people you know in in the crowd, and also going through the um, aid stations. Uh, I yeah. usually have a bit of banter with the volunteers there, and uh, that's good fun too. So yeah, I tend to tend to really enjoy it as much as there's a fair bit of pain um, in the run, and and it can be hard. I think that helps to take take your mind off that, and um, totally. yeah, I I really try and. Yeah, just just make the most of the atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, I think I think you you do a good job of that. It's it's something that always stands out to me in the way you race. Um, Al always did comment to me. Um, my wife, she was she was down there sort of supporting us both, and um, she did comment that she was trying to find you quite regularly on the run, but reckoned there was a few too many lookalikes. So she could. <laughs> she said, "Oh, there's Matt. Oh no, no, it's not." Oh, there he is. No, no, it's not. I don't know whether you noticed that, but a few uh, few doppelgangers out there perhaps. Yeah, I, did, I didn't notice, but I, I probably wasn't really paying attention to that. So, yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah. So, but no, look, overall, I think a really good effort, 539. Um, were you happy? Were you disappointed? I know when we talked before the race, I think you were probably, you might have been hoping to go a little bit quicker than that, but you're, as I said, you're always at the end of the race. You're always happy. You've always had a good time, and and I think you know that's that's the main thing. That's what it's all about. So, like, how, how do you how do you reflect on the race? Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think you've hit the nail on the head. I, I yeah had a great day, like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that the time I was actually a bit disappointed with, um, and I, I put that down largely to nutrition which which we mentioned before um and so the the times i think realistically i probably could have done a better 245 on the bike and i was probably heading for that after the first lap um and then i think if i had my nutrition really honed in i probably would have been a a fair bit stronger on the run and maybe would have gone 10 or 15 minutes quicker and and that would have put me under a 530 which was my goal but um but yeah things things don't always come together on the day it's there's so many variables and factors to take take into account and and conditions and and um so yeah i think i was i was pleased that that was consistent with other years um and yeah like i say it, it's just such a fun fun day out there and good race atmosphere and no, and yeah good. i i think you don't don't want to uh, get too disheartened on and too overly focused on times um yep. in at the expense of having some enjoyment on the day so nice work well i think so the mm. the takeouts for me for you um swim it's it's probably going the wrong direction over the last three years. So hone in on that one. Keep up what you're doing on the bike. Like build on that strength. I think the run, maybe maybe some super shoes, carbon plate shoes could be the difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> might find you a few minutes. Um, and the other thing I think is just going to be a focus for you over leading up to Bustleton is just the consistency um, mm. in training. So, uh, but yeah, well done. Good Good work. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for the analysis and some, yeah, good advice to um, take away from there. 
To continue listening and catch the rest of this episode, head over to part B of episode 9.